Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Every age and stage of life has unique challenges and unique opportunities. What do you think my greatest challenge is besides working with you? That feels loaded. Oh, oh, that was so well played. I oh want to get that goodness. one out of the way. Okay. Besides working with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that one slide. Okay, so. What you should have done is said, yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah, young Thunder, you should have passed that ball. You I missed that. I should have. Okay, so your stage of life being, I mean, we're going to give it a name. Well, this week we've called it, oh boy, what a horrible name we gave it. What do you mean? I'm going to rename it. Okay. Okay. So today is young <laughs> professionals. Tomorrow is midlife and changing. 40s, 50s. Then we got 60s and 70s is retirement. That is change. Hang on. I got to change this thing. Nonsense. Give me a better name for 60s and 70s, boom crew, than retirement. 312-274-9624. Retirement stinks. It's like. Going to a party and someone plops a turd in a punch bowl. Oh, there we go with that one again. Well, it's that bad. Okay. So give me a better name than retirement. You're in your 60s and 70s. We need a better name than retirement. And then 80s plus is finish well. And I like that because people are living longer. And, you know, I see from my own mom's life right now, and she's really starting to slip a little bit, but there's so many people in their 80s that are going strong. Yes. And we want to finish strong. So back to your question, what do I think your biggest challenge is yes. in 60s, 70s? Yes. We, we'll call it retirement for now until someone from the boom crew gives us a better kind of catch-all term for that. I would say, generally speaking, for 60s, 70s, staying engaged with whatever it is God's called you to do and trying to figure out what that looks like if maybe your work responsibilities have changed. Maybe. What do you think? I think you're I think you're around the edges. Ironically, I think the beauty of this age is that we've we've been going down so many paths for so many years that most people are getting their their wheelhouse figured out. OK, so so then I'm then I'm that then I'm nowhere close to right. <laughs> well, I'm trying no, to no, see no. that. I, that that's, a, I think, that's a shot in the. No, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. There are plenty of people listening who probably would agree with you that that is a challenge that well, they're facing. I think about my own parents. Both of my parents turned 70 this year. Okay. I just saw them this weekend. My mom goes, I cannot believe I'm about to be 70. As she power walks around the track for me with me for a couple of laps. Can't believe I'm going to be 70. But she retired about two years ago and she has found so many different things to do because she is doesn't want to. She's in good health, praise God. She doesn't want to sit around. And so she takes on different tasks and jobs. There and you go. She gets asked to serve on boards. And but I see this sort of like, okay, what do I what do I do here? Because I'm I, I still want to contribute. Yeah, I, one of the big challenges is can we keep them engaged? Because to me, it's almost like the wisdom age. And it's a wisdom that could be poured into another generation. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And your mom's got a lot of wisdom. 
There's a lot of miles under those feet, and there's a lot of bumps and bruises and sacred scars, and she's got a lot she could give away. And so I see her looking for opportunities yeah. where before she had, you know, she was a full-time counselor, so that was built into her work life. So every day she had a predictable yes. sort of mission to kind of live out, and now it's like, well, I don't have to get up and go anywhere so how do I spend these years? Yeah, this is good. We're getting some great feedback in here. Uh, but it's I think that the idea here is you know what works and what doesn't for you and for others. One of the great challenges is and opportunities. It's kind of the challenge and the opportunity, I think, are the same thing. And that's how do I take all that I've been given and pour it into this younger generation? Lots of great feedback on what to call this. Uh, reassignment, uh, the wisdom years, age of wisdom, repurposed, prime time. I love that. And then a couple of votes for this one, which I love, second wind. We're getting our second wind. As opposed to breaking wind. But yes, you're getting a second wind. I'm going to let that one just. Do you have any specific comments on that, Allie, that you would like to Move make? Move on by. Seasoned contributors. Um, I, I, yeah, that was an intentional. Well, you mentioned one here along. earlier that was just great. What was that? It's uh, prime time. I think that that's You like, you like it. prime time? Well, it was actually the name of a ministry of that age group at Fellowship Bible Church. They called them prime timers because I think it is prime time. Now, the world doesn't say it's prime time. You know what I mean? Right. The The world says, oh, okay. Past time. You're past, past your time. There you go. Unfortunately, but that couldn't be further from, from the truth. There's so many ideas coming in here. Yeah, I love you guys, Boom Crew. You're killing it. So today we're going to be talking to the 20 and 30-year-olds. You listening, Young Thunder? I'm listening. Of course I'm listening to this. All right. All week long, different ages and stages of life. We're going to get to Allie here. He, 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 she doesn't fit into the first day. Not anymore, I don't. Sadly. Just a couple, just a skosh past. Yeah. You just barely passed it, but. What day do you fit in? Hey, hey. <laughs> huh? I'm at the front end of prime time. Oh, okay, 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 I got you. <laughs> you messing with me? Yeah, just here to help. Coming up, we got a treat for you. Paulie Angoni here. And these resources that we're going to give this week, 20, 30-year-olds, this is an opportunity for you prime timers and you ending wellers to pass on to others, right, Allie? Absolutely. So today we are focusing on our 20s, 30s, young professionals. But do not worry. Everyone gets a day. Everybody, Everybody gets, gets, a, gets day. a day. And we're going to give tools. We're going to speak to these seasons of life directly. And then we're going to give resources along these lines, and we're going to let you pour back into people. But yeah, I think the biggest thing here is don't look at this as little silos of ages. We're all the body of Christ, and I think this is important for us all to go, whoa, what can we do to even help as we're going to hit today, the 20s and 30s-year-olds, the young professionals? Oh, it's funny. Somebody came in with pensioners. <laughs> Sweet spot. They're still pouring in here. I, I really like this. And a lot of them do speak to wisdom, maturity. Yeah. And that second wind, that idea that we're we're going strong. Yeah, man. Okay, coming up, minute and a half. Paul Angoni got the goods for us here today. Hang on. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings.
Welcome aboard, Boom Crew. We tackle themes throughout these weeks and this week's stages of life. And what we want to do is take a moment each day of this week to encourage different ages and stages of life. Not tell you what you're doing wrong, not tell you how to reach into that generation below you or above you, but just look at you in your generation and go, hey, here's some words of encouragement. And we need that. I've got a millennial right here in front of me. Actually, you're Gen Z, aren't you? What are you? I I don't know. I ride the line. I I was born in December of 95, so I'm like kind of Gen Z. I'm kind of millennials. I didn't realize Gen Z was a thing until I was in my 20s already, so I think I'm millennial. Well, YT is a YP. Young Thunder is a young professional. (laughs) That's right, I am. There you go. So, Paul, what would you say to this guy? I mean, you got to know him to love him, but what would you say? We got one sitting right here. We got a young professional. They need some encouragement, don't they, Paul? Yeah, your 20s are hard. (laughs) And (laughs) your early 30s, it's a decade ripe with so much change, transition, kind of what now, what if, and you're making all your major life decisions. So if anybody feels like, man, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be coming out of college, I thought I was going to make a million right away or change the world. You know, it's hard for most of us. And that's normal. Paul has quite a speaking platform and he's an organizational consultant. That's near and dear to my heart. My daughter has a industrial organizational consulting psychology degree. And uh, these are important people. They speak into the lives of a lot of folks. How has being an organizational consultant, how has that leveraged your ability to speak into young professionals? Yeah, that's been an interesting one. You know, I was mainly focused on just helping 20-somethings. You know, I just wanted to help encourage, you know, the broken, confused 20-something who was on their parents' couch wondering what to do with their lives. But then leaders started reaching out to me. Companies started reaching out to me saying, you seem to understand these people. We don't understand them. So can you help us understand them? And uh, it's been fun to talk to, you know, Gen X boomers who are maybe struggling a little bit with, how do we manage or how do we lead this upcoming generation? What I like to do is I like to trick them. I like to lie a little bit, a good kind of lie when I'm <laughs> okay. speaking to them. Because I show, I show a slide that says, you know, millennials and Gen Z, you know, narcissistic, self-absorbed, think they know and can be anything. Uh, you know, I, I have all these terms and I, and I have people talk about it. You know, people get fired up, you know, about their experience with, with you. You know, entitled, self-absorbed yeah. millennials and Gen Z. But then I press a button on my screen and instead of millennials and Gen Z, it switches to boomers. And all those words, narcissistic, self-absorbed, it, it actually came from a 1970s essay Ooh. in The New Yorker called The Me Decade. So I like to, I like <laughs> to start there to show that it's not necessarily a generational thing. It's a thing. Say. It's a thing. It's, it's, a, it's an age thing. When you're in your 20s, you're more narcissistic. You're more self-absorbed. And, and studies have shown that uh, with every generation. So it kind of gives us a good place to start to say, remember when you were young and trying to figure life out and you needed some help, you needed some guidance, you needed some mentorship. So let's be that person. Okay. Paul Angoni, my guest right now. Paul, let's go. Uh, I want you to speak to the young professionals, 20s, 30-year-olds. Give them a leg up here. I love to perk people. I've always wanted my kids to be ahead of the competition, and I know that's what you want to do. Speak to them right now. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wrote a book called 101 Secrets for Your 20s, right? I wanted to give them the secrets. And the secrets I learned really the hard way. Because I felt like such a failure in my 20s. But then I started realizing, you know, that, you know, when I fail, that doesn't mean I'm a failure, you know, and that the biggest risk you can take in your 20s is not taking any strategic risks at all. Because the possibility for greatness 
and embarrassment. They both exist in the same yes. space. Yeah. You can't do anything great in this world if you're not willing to be embarrassed in the process. And especially in this world of social media that we're all living on and what I call, uh, you know, a different kind of OCD. I call it obsessive comparison disorder. Oh, yes. You know, that we're obsessively comparing these images of other people's, you know, filtered, edited success with our images of our filtered, edited success. And so we're not having any true, authentic conversations to say, you know what, it is hard. And I have to be able to put myself out there on stage in front of a crowd with a book, with a song, whatever it is, with a business idea, and be willing to take that risk to say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be willing to embarrass myself. Because that's really the only path to doing anything worthwhile yes. is taking those risks yeah, in, in your 20s. It's interesting, Paul, you mentioned that because this is near and dear to my heart. That was one of the resolutions that I wrote in a book called The Seven Resolutions is take risk. Yep. Because risk yep. is faith and faith is risk, John Piper has yep. famously said. And to put it out there, that's right on. And on that platform, you can become a hero and a zero within 24 hours, but we got to go there. What else? Give us a couple more. You know, and along those same lines, you know, I'll have a lot of 20-somethings say, I feel so lost. You know, I feel lost. And, and, and typically I'll respond, you know, great. Okay, that's a great place to start from because all explorers have to get lost. Hmm. You know, that's the definition of exploring. Good. You know, but explorers, they get lost on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And they're not doing it alone. You know, every good explorer, they always had their sidekick. They always had their party with them. They had maps. They had people that had been there before. So that's what I encourage people. You know, if you feel lost, make sure you're opening up to other people, wiser people to help you in this journey. But don't feel alarmed or scared if you're lost. Because again, like what you were just saying, is that is when your faith is grown. You know, if you've ever been really lost in the mountains or in a forest, you know, your senses come alive. You're hearing and seeing and thinking more clearly, hopefully, than ever before, because you know, man, this is so important that I find my way. And I feel like that's those seasons of lostness are so important. So don't rush to the next season where it all makes sense again, because I feel like in those transitions, that's actually the most important seasons of your life, because yeah. you're going to learn the most about yourself and about your faith and about what you need to do in those seasons where you feel like, man, I don't have all the answers. I love it. This is the playbook for life, man. And it originates right in the scriptures. And our guest right now, Paul Angoni, is helping you 20-somethings, you young professionals, to allow God to work in your life, maybe like he has never yet fully done. And we can see it happen. Coming up here in a moment, Paul, I want us to go after this. I want you to give a couple more attributes. And then one of them I want you to tackle is one that I faced as an 18-year-old, when I was getting ready for the Iditarod, I had many people telling me I was going to die in an 1,100-mile dog sled race. I had lots of reasons to quit because the crowd is fickle. Let's talk with Paul Angoni straight ahead. Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Paul Angoni, my guest, national speaker, organizational consultant. He specializes in helping companies attract, retain, and develop millennials. And he's here speaking into you, 20, 30-year-olds, young professionals. There's a lot of things that we can give folks today and that you're armed and ready to go with. But I want to speak first to, Paul, the naysayers, all the people that are trying to talk us out of a God-given vision and calling on our life. What do you say to those young professionals that feel that? In my book, I call them reality checkers. You know, and literally like a hockey player that's going to come check you against the board. <laughs> yeah. 
it's always that when you when you kind of talk about your dream or you kind of talk about, hey, heal this, like I need to go do this, you'll have somebody come and give you this. I'm going to give you a reality check about how impossible it's going to be and you can't do this. You know, I do think we have to be careful who we are taking major life advice from. You know, taking life advice from an insecure, afraid person, I think is like letting a, a seven-year-old drive your car. Wow. And you're saying, please show me the way. Wise. You know, I, I do think we need to be careful about who we are sharing kind of these deep desires of our heart and choose people with wisdom. Choose people with a deep faith because they're going to be drawing from a well, you know, instead of just, you know, spaying you with the hose in your face, Right. I used to call it Mount Everest syndrome about kind of what you were saying. You're going to, you're going to do the Iditarod. You're going to do this race. Everybody says you're crazy. You can't, you know, all these things. But then the moment you come back or the moment you climb Everest and you come back, everybody's going to be like, oh, come meet my friend. Let's throw you a party. I always knew you could do it. So I always true. believe. And, and so there's not going to be a lot of people applauding you and, and saying, yes, go for it along the journey. There's just not because people are more concerned with their own lives. And so find those few special people to kind of be your, you know, uh, you know, your exploring party, those people that come with you, because those are such crucial people as you make that journey. What about wise counsel? You already alluded to it. You don't want to get counsel from an insecure person who's not winning in their life. That would be crazy. But what about wise yeah. counsel? I notice even in the church as a pastor, it's an age old problem. We do not have cross generational wisdom going on. How yeah. does someone go get that? Yeah, that is a tough one, you know, and I encourage any older people, you know, listening to this, you know, that it would be great if you were seeking that out too. You were seeking those younger people out to lend those advice and wisdom, because I'm telling you, younger people are hungry for it. Even if they're not acting like it, you know, they might try to put on a front that they know it all, but that person that puts on the front that they know it all is typically the most scared, you know? So, so try to, to reach out if you're an older person with the wisdom, but also younger people, you know, you have the, the power to reach out to people you respect yes. and you admire. You don't have to be afraid of it. And typically, you know, it, it's really so simple. I mean, you've probably been in the same place, Carl, where, where somebody reach out to you and if they reach out in the right way and say, you know what, I really look up to you. I see what you're doing. You know, can you just share your story with me of how you've been so successful? You're eager you to help in some yeah. way, even if it's just right. a short little sound bite. You're eager to help. Yeah, because who doesn't want to talk about themselves? You know, and, and, and how I got there and what I did and how I made it happen and encourage somebody who's hungry. You know, encourage somebody that really is, you can tell that's trying and trying to learn. So don't be afraid to reach out to those people because, you know, most of the time they're going to want to hear from you, especially if you lead with some meaningful, significant compliments. You know, meaningful compliments that speaks to actually what this person's doing, not just a generic, you know, hey, uh, can I take an hour of your time? Thanks. You know, don't lead with that. Lead with specific compliments and then ask for five minutes on the phone or can we grab coffee? And I just want to hear your story of success. Love it. Paul, I want you to wrap with this one because there's some young professionals, 20-somethings listening right now. They're, they're swamped with social media. They're swamped with insecurity. And frankly, they're stuck. If not physically, emotionally, they're on a couch. They might be going to, to a job, but they aren't even performing well there because they They've settled for too little. Speak to that. Gosh, you know, it, and if you're feeling that right right now and you feel like you're all alone in this, you're not alone. Because that's the biggest lie that you can buy into is that I'm all alone, that I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one struggling. You got to get rid of that lie first and foremost. Again, reach out to somebody, talk to a friend, say, you know what? I am struggling. Open that up. 
because in that sense of vulnerability and sharing, you know, you're going to realize that we don't connect over our pretend perfection. We connect over our shared struggle. And, and you're probably going to see the person you're opening up to, their eyes open up and say, you know, me too. I'm struggling too. Because you don't want to isolate yourself. And that's the weird paradox of social media, that we can connect globally with everybody instantaneously around the world. And yet this generation feels more alone than ever. So you might have to be the one in your friend group or in your office to start reaching out to people and say, hey, you know, I have questions. Let's talk about this. Be the leader. You might have to be the one that says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to charge forward with this. And, and I'm telling you, that's going to be just such a, a, a breath of fresh air to breathe community, to breathe mentorship into what you're going through right now. Love it. Paul Angoni's his name and we got a link for you. Boom Crew, I want you to come and get it. He's got great resources here. Just text the word Paul, the name Paul, P-A-U-L, Paul, to 312-274-9624. And you might be in an older season of life. You might have a kid that's a young professional. I would just encourage them by saying, you got to check this out. Text the word Paul to 312-274-9624. Paul, I want to thank you for all that you're doing for this young, dynamic generation, my man. Way to go. New to the show? We're glad you're here. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings here. You know, 20 and 30s, interesting age. What's the biggest challenge they face, Young Thunder? I think the challenge that people in their 20s and 30s face is is learning how to make the transition, not just in life from, from college age to adulthood because I mean yeah you're an adult in college but there's so much of life you haven't experienced yet when you're living in a dorm yeah versus when you come out and so I think it's it's how to handle the transitions of life because I really don't think there are this many different crazy transitions that you're making all at one time so for me you know early 20s I graduated college yep. and I got married now got married. I'm in late 20s and I'm having a kid so you know whether and 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 I'm looking you know I I found my full-time job but there's a lot of people who are coming out trying to find what career am I supposed to go into They've what is got a degree and they don't even want to do it exactly you know and and now how do I navigate a you know a new marriage how do I how do I look for the right person in marriage how do I become a father or a mother when I've never done that thing before so I think it's how do we navigate all the crazy transitions life has for us at this stage and grow closer in God in those things. You know, that's a good insight. There are a ton of changes that come at twenties and thirties. And I'm, I'm in a season of life where I'm like, you know, this is one of the dangers of being in your sixties and seventies is we're going to be talking to that crowd on what day, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But the, because you can get into that kind of glide mode but I'm, I'm convinced that's the biggest problem. Yeah. But 20s and 30s, a lot of changes coming at you. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, you're figuring out so much stuff. And you're and you're dependent upon yourself. Yeah, you, I mean, most people, you can still say you've got a support system behind you. But, I mean, I remember when I came out of college, I was like, man, if I needed lunch, I could, like, call my mom and be like, hey, what do we got going on for lunch today? <laughs> now I'm like, no, I got to go to the grocery store and I got to do these things myself. I got to do my taxes this year. Like, you know, I'm like, there's a lot of things I got to do on my own now that I didn't used to have to do on my own. And so learning how to 
become dependent in that way upon yourself to do things is crazy I and rem- scary. I remember, I forget who the player was. He comes into the NBA, one of his first paychecks, because he's been playing college ball and all sure. that. And he comes in, and he gets this whopping sum of money. And then he goes on air, and he's like, have you, I signed a contract for this. I got my first check. Have you seen how much they take out of your checks? <laughs> Taxes, yeah. He was, uh, he was utterly astonished. <laughs> no joking. He was actually astonished. Yeah. Now, because he's making so much cheddar, he probably got like, what, 55% of the money? I'm sure, yeah. And that's it? Maybe, I don't know what the tax structure is for those kind of dollars, but maybe 60%? Yeah. That but- would be shocking. First time you get your check and go, Hold it. So wait. <laughs> I'm making 40% less than I thought I was. Oh, Nobody yeah. told me this. No one tells you. And it, I mean, it hurts even when you get a $300 check at McDonald's for your first time. That was me. And it hurt too then when I got like 20 bucks taken. I was like, hey, that's my 20 bucks, you know? So, you had more than 20 taken oh, out. Oh, for sure. Okay, coming up here in a little bit, we got three C's. We're going to break them down for you. You got a hip grooving song for the 2030s? You better believe it. In a minute and a half, we're going to get that hip grooving song. We're going to play music for every age and stage of life this week. We couldn't have Young Thunder go to his memory bank because he's such an old soul. He played <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Right, stuff I mean, from he's... 90s and backwards, and that's yeah. not he's really trying. in that age range anymore. He was in your flummox for a while. I was. He was crazy. Okay, coming up, minute and a half. Three C's for 20s and 30s. We're going to break them down for you. The third one, I think you'll find interesting. Hang on. Now we're talking. This is a good one. Music from every age and stage of life. Today we're talking 2030s, young professionals, and uh, got three C's for you here. We're going to break it down. We're going to do this pretty quickly here. And... um, It's really cool because if you go to 1st or 2nd Timothy, you find a letter from the Apostle Paul to a young man. And in truth, he was probably in his 20s. So Timothy's in his 20s, and we find, and sometimes we look at these passages like in 1st and 2nd Timothy, and we start preaching them to the entire church. And they're good, but they're really contextualized to a young man, especially these two passages in particular. 1st Timothy 4.12 shows us, the issue for C of character. What do we have? It says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. How about that? Let's. That was so quick. Let's go at it again, Allie. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Good stuff. So character. But it included that one word, conduct. But then in 2 Timothy 2, 22 through 26, we see this conduct thing fleshed out. And I mean, it is fleshed out. Have you got that loaded? I do. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone able to teach patiently enduring evil. Yeah, it's it's a cool thing guys because as we as we look at the apostle Paul speaking to Timothy, we find an admonition around character and conduct. 
Coming up here in a couple of minutes, we're going to break down another one here that has no origins in the scripture, but from a very wise man who was the CEO of Walgreens. He's the COO here at Moody Bible Institute. His name's Mark Wagner. And he's been on air before and he shared this. And I was out to uh, a time with him not too long ago and he shared it again. And I thought, what an interesting trait of a 20 to 30 year old that he's looking to not just invest in, but promote. He says, you find me this kind of person, I will give them a promotion. Details coming up. This is Jordan Feliz. The King is alive. Good morning, Boom Crew. Every age and stage of life this week. Today, 20s and 30s, young professionals pouring into you all we can. Everyone older, grab these links that we're given today. Pass them along. I miss that one. Oh, yeah? Do you not know this one? I've heard it probably playing in an elevator. Are you singing the long jump? Yeah. Might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Talking stages of life here this week, guys. Today, young professionals, 20s, 30s. And I want you to grab these little talking points that we're giving you and pass them along. They're simple to pass along. Three C's for 20s and 30s. Two of them come right from... Paul's letters to Timothy, the first is character. Take a listen to this. This is out of 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And then we've got conduct, and this is interesting. It's a long passage, but it's good. 2 Timothy 2, 22 through 26. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Those are powerful. You got a man mentoring a young man saying character, conduct matters. And it's, it's just practical advice. That's what I love about the scriptures. It's as practical as can be. So the third C is one we're going to talk about here briefly. And it's simply this. Curiosity. You might say, how did that make the three C's? Yeah, it's that one. I'm curious. Mark Wagner is a great leader. He's the COO here at Moody Bible Institute. He was CEO at a little company called Walgreens for about a decade. He knows his stuff. And it was a few years ago that he came on air here. It was the first time I heard this. We asked him, what's the character trait that you're most looking for in a young person that you want to build into? Right. I mean, he didn't even skip a beat curiosity third seat curiosity why curiosity Allie? 
Well, I remember that, too, because you would think, especially someone who's at a Christian institution, you'd think maybe he would say knowledge of Scripture or right. <laughs> you know, theological positioning or even something like faithfulness yeah. or loyalty. Yeah. But for him, curiosity, that quality of digging deeper, of asking good questions, of a mind that doesn't just take an assignment and execute what's been given, but really looks to grow, to understand, asks questions, that to him is the greatest indicator of kind of potential for growth. Yeah, it's a big deal. And the curious, it's interesting. I was talking with our leadership team at 180 Chicago Church, and we were talking about this very thing. Curious people dig and hunt. It, uh, they don't get on, they don't look at a job description as kind of their job. They dig below it. They go, okay, how am I going to make this happen? And the reason that they do this and the benefit to any kind of company, and this I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a 20, 30-year-old, listen to me. You get paid and you stick around. And when there are layoffs, you don't go when you are a problem solver. That's just a fact. If you're solving problems in your company, and I've I made this contention, I don't care if you're a plumber, a pastor, um, you name whatever kind of work you're doing, if you can solve problems, you're going to have a J-O-B because bosses or companies, I mean, everything exists to solve a problem, even AI, even though it's creating problems. Have you heard about the great Google search Gemini that's going on right now? I mean, it's a nightmare because you got garbage going in to the search data. You got garbage coming out and it's a nightmare. It's an absolute mess. But even an AI company, Right now, they got data people that are working to try to change the algorithm quickly because they got a call from a guy named Elon Musk who said, listen, we're not even going to use you guys on our platform if it's going to be this kind of nonsense. And they said, oh, no, we're going to change it. Now, they won't be able to totally because it's kind of baked in with the character and the pathology of the leadership of any given company. But problem solving, if somebody's got to fix a an algorithm that's messed up, if you can solve that problem, you're going to have a J-O-B. And so curiosity indicates somebody who is willing to problem solve and is not just going to take the task at hand, but who's looking for ways that they can grow, not just personally, but the company. Yeah. And so think about this. Three C's, character, conduct, curiosity. That's what we want to offer up to you guys today. Again, character, 1 Timothy 4.12, conduct. 2 Timothy 2, 22 through 26, from two letters that Paul sent to Timothy. And then modern day, Mark Wagner, curiosity. And I'm telling you, if you got a CEO with the octane of Mark Wagner saying curiosity is a feature, and by the way, he's got a guy that he is, I'm not going to give names here, but he's working with a young man here who just leaned into his work so profoundly when it came to uh, selling off some of our property and making some strategic changes in the organization, Mark's given this guy a huge amount of responsibility. Why? Because he's curious, he digs, and he gets problems solved. It's a big deal, guys. Don't ever forget this stuff. We'll try to get some of these links in the showcast so that you can maybe pass it on. Sometimes an audio link is just what someone needs who's in their 20s and 30s. You can... Text the word show and we'll have it loaded up at the end of the program today. Text show to 
312-274-9624. Show to 312-274-9624. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, uh, big news here, guys. We've got all of our prayers slotted and ready to rumble. 600. 600 Thank strong. You. Thank you. That was amazing. Yeah, pumped about that. You might say, well, why in the world are we getting prayer warriors around here? Well, we're moving in to share our spring fundraising campaign here in a couple of weeks. And as we've done in the couple of years past, we're asking uh, those of you who are willing to set aside 30 minutes to pray. Specifically, we give you prayer points. Uh, you pray at your own location, but you're praying with 10 other people who've committed to the same things. And we're full. 600 was our initial need, and we are totally filled up. So thank you. Not even six days later. From when we launched this, we're filled up. Way to go, Boom Crew. Proud of you guys, man. Can't wait to get some uh, connection with you and some resources, and we will keep you posted on the slot that you – because some of you are like, yeah, what half hour did I select again? We're going to give you a heads up on all that stuff. It's two weeks out until we kick it off. Two weeks from tomorrow morning. Wow. It's coming up fast, it's man. It's coming up. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mom was saying Carlin Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus, playing music of the generations. Today we're tackling 2030's Young Professionals. Don't know that song. Never heard that before. Is really? that a classic or yeah, is that oh, just yeah. one reflective of? It's a classic from the 2010s. It's it's one of my favorite. Came <laughs> a out... classic from the 2010s. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, I'm working with what I got here. No, the, you're 20s, doing good, man. 20s and 30-year-olds are 2010s and 2000s. And that one was one of the most popular songs of my high school time. It was like number one on the charts for a while or at least close up to it. Really popular. All I know is that my son tells me that the song that they picked for the song of the year when he graduated, I don't yeah. even know the name of it, but it was like a one-hit wonder, and he said it wasn't even a good hit. It yeah. was awful. Yeah. Something about baggy pants or something. <laughs> and he said it was absolutely awful. He's like, give me one of your songs, Dad. Now, I'm a classics kind of guy, yeah. but I, there's some good stuff. That one, one of my favorites. All right, let's break it down for you guys. We're going to give you three C's. For every 2030 something. Now, any text out of context is pretext, but the Apostle Paul sent two letters to Timothy, a young man, probably in his young 20s. Great sound advice. First deals with character. Comes out of 1 Timothy 4.12. Allie, you got that? It says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Okay, these are... These are great challenges, but we've got to remember this is an older man investing in a younger man, and he's giving him insight from all that he's experienced in life. And you think about the youthful passions, that phrase in particular, flee youthful passions. It's the recognition that there are things in your youth that consume, attract, uh, distract that have to be set aside if you're going to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Boom. That's right on, Allie. Okay, so we got character. Second C is conduct. So look at this, how this develops. And by the way, 1 Timothy was written before 2 Timothy. 
that uh, adds up to me. Yeah. So in 2 Timothy, second letter, he deals with conduct. Yep, that's 2 Timothy 2, 22. Again, these youthful passions. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Boom. Why is that so important? Well, you know, I I think it's important because when you are young, there are so many ways that you can get tripped up. Yeah. Every stage of life has its own challenges, but I think youth in particular, you are most prone to foolishness, to ignorance, to um, making bad choices. Making bad choices. And I think anybody who's lived through their youth and survived it goes, yeah, there were some bad decisions yeah. from my youth that could have did cost me, maybe could have cost me a lot more. What do you say, Young Thunder? I think what's difficult about 20s and 30s as well is, you know, when you're when you're a little further along in life, you've you've seen most of the things that can trip you up by that point. You know, you had the experience of coming across obstacles, but there's got to be a time in your life in which those obstacles feel new, in which you haven't experienced them before. And like Ali's talking about here, I mean, I think the the obstacles that 20s and 30s face, it's new to them. They haven't seen it before. It it can be a little trickier. It can be a little uh, more deceptive when you haven't seen a certain obstacle before. And then you're more likely to get stuck in it if you're not walking close to Jesus. If you're in your 20s or 30s, you get it. You've got stuff coming at you constantly. And you're in a stage of life with so many changes. Young Thunder, 20s, loaded, man. Got faced with a Y in the road with regard to his faith. Mm -hmm. Got married. Yeah. Got a daughter on the way. Within the last uh, six years, I went from, you know, living in a college dorm to married to saved to working a full-time job and and trying to own a house and do taxes and be dependent away from my parents and now being a father and having someone else be very dependent upon me. And that's a six-year time span. And that's not a lot of time. It's a lot of time in my life, but add, add to that all the people that are wondering what they're going to do with the degree that they don't want to pursue now. Absolutely. Maybe your mind changed right at the end of college, but you already got the degree. Add to that. You're figuring out. I got to pay taxes. Yeah, I need someone to eat. I need either this cool handy dandy software or somebody who knows what they're doing. I mean, there's so many little changes coming your way. Now you guys are way ahead of the curve technologically. So this there's some other stuff that older folks like me got to kind of get our head around, but you guys have got a lot of changes going on. So what did Paul say? Character, conduct coming up here, a third C not coming from the apostle Paul, but coming from a great leader today. His name's Mark Wagner. This third C good. Hang on. Want to put faces to their names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. In the aging stage of 20s and 30s, 
Uh, let me pour out my dad and pastor heart to you. If you're in that age or stage of life, young professional, I know the tendency is to think I'm going to get really serious about my faith down the road, but right now I've got so much on my plate. Oh my goodness, my friend, get serious. You will not be disappointed. Get a holy imagination for what God can do when his power is flowing through you. Just get it now. So we tackled two C's, character and conduct, out of 1 Timothy. Character, 4, verse 12, and conduct, 2 Timothy 2, 22 through 26. Great anchor passages. By the way, we'll have this all in the showcast for you guys so you can listen to it again or pass it off to someone else. But this third one is curiosity. It actually surprised me when Mark Wagner was in here. Oh, I don't know, maybe even a couple of years ago now when he first shared this. He's the chief operating officer here at Moody Bible Institute. But before that, he was, for 10 years, the CEO of a little company called Walgreens. Now, when a guy like this has an opinion on leadership and leadership development or what he's looking for in 20 and 30-somethings, you want to listen. So when he said curiosity, did it pique your curiosity? Absolutely, because it just wasn't, you would think it would be maybe faithfulness, integrity, all of which are important, but curiosity, yeah. asking really good questions, digging, scraping, figuring it out, new solutions to old problems. Yeah, it's it's really a cool thing. We've had some great responses. We had a CEO, I believe, of another company texted in here. Uh, Lisa's nodding her head. She's doing a lot of call screening for us and text screening, but he spent some time explaining why curiosity actually is exactly the kind of person that you want. They're scraping, they're digging, they're looking for, guess what? Solutions to problems. And you know what you get paid for in the marketplace today in any job? If you're a doctor, you get paid for solving problems that are health related. If you're a pastor, you get compensated for solving problems that are spiritual in nature. If you're a plumber, you get compensated for fixing water damage leaks or making them making sure that they never happen. You go right down the line, everybody's getting paid for solving problems. So a curious person is much better positioned to solve problems. Big time. Big time. So just sit with those for a moment here, 20, 30 somethings, character, conduct, curiosity, and it'll take you so far. I'll never forget reading Stephen Covey's book at 38,000 feet flying back from Africa and the wisdom in the seven habits of highly effective people. Whoa, it rocked my world. I remember reading this going, oh my goodness. But God's word is loaded with practical advice for all of us, every age and stage of life, especially young professionals, man. You're in that 20 to 30 year range, character, conduct, curiosity. Consider it, guys. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.